Do you want a joint? Do you want to take a sip of this yak? Come on and pop that pill. Pop that ish. Flip that ish. Come on and watch this flick. Man, you gaining weight. What you eating over there? All of the signs of whispering and gossiping and looking and staring and making assumptions. But we all have something that we're not too proud of behind closed doors. Today I wanted to talk about what do you have behind your locked door? What is your drug of choice? And basically, you know, this came to me how many of us deal with similar things, but yet different outcomes and different mindsets on how to overcome them. You know, in this time that we're living in, it is very crucial that we live each day like it's our exact last day on this earth. And unfortunately, sometimes it's hard to do that when you have so much on your plate. So you have, if you have children, you got to take care of your kids. If you have a spouse, you have to make sure that spouse is okay. If you got a job, you have to go and work that job. You know, if you have bills, you got to make sure you pay your bills, life insurances, whatever, car insurance, you know, all of these things that you imagine on your plate on top of all of this pandemic stuff, you know, and a lot of people now, we, including myself, we have gained weight Because now, for the longest, we have been in the house. You go out for the necessary things as far as grocery store, laundromat. If you go to work, you go to work, you come back in. So there has not been a whole lot of um, outdoor exercise or bodily exercise for that fact, you know, because of the stress and the worries. So now we found, I found myself eating more, um, watching TV more. Um, listening to the radio more. I found myself even sitting down reading more, but not exercising more. And, you know, everybody has their complex or everybody has that thing that they do that they know they shouldn't really do. You know, like uh, uh, popping pills, you know, experimenting with drugs, you know, um, ecstasy and taking um, those uh, other type of pills, those anxiety pills, but they, you know, so many people, you know, abuse medications like that, like, um, lorazepam or Xanax, you know, and they pop those pills and they drink on top of that. And then they smoke on top of that, you know, and it causes a lot of other things to go wrong in the long term when you abuse drugs of that nature. You know, then people, you know, there's been more drinking going on, you know, more, more drinking of whatever, you know, wines and mixed spirits and mixed concoctions and cocktails. And, you know, everybody got, you know, their own drink of choice if you drink, you know, and then you have people who's sexing more having sex more, you know, um, for people who may feel like. They're not accomplishing a whole lot, but sometimes people use sex as a 
drug because sex is an addiction, just like love is an addiction. But some people, they use their bodies to get what they want, you know. And I've often seen this where, you know, a person may not necessarily always be that attractive, but they have this, uh, this, this lust spirit, but also it's like a, a magnet that draws people in, you know. It could be this woman, this fine one with a nice body. Her face may not be that well. It may not look that well. But she draws men or women in with her body or the way she uh, uh, walk or talk or, you know, make her body flirt with the eye, you know. Or it could be vice versa. A man, he could, you know, caress people or wear certain things or you know certain areas are tighter than others you know so it's we all have this thing going on now where it's like everybody's trying to come up on one you know so i, I just i just i don't know it's it's, it's it, it kind of baffles me because when this topic came to mind i said hmm i said hmm you know, we all do something or have done something or is doing something behind closed doors that may not always be uh, pleasing to our counterparts or neighbors or friends or families or even church go you know, church goers. Like we all have something that we have done or did or have hidden, you know, whether it could be same sex relationships or flings or, you know, talking about somebody else or, you know, um, stepping out on your marriage, you know. So these are all different types of things that can become habitual. And with becoming habitual, it is an addiction, you know, because now you can't stop doing it, you know. So for me, I have always, and I don't know why, but gravitated towards food because food is comforting and I don't have to eat a whole lot, but sometimes I might eat the wrong stuff like the junk food, the nachos and, you know, the candy and, you know, all of that stuff that's comforting to me, you know, in my times of uncertainty, you know, and and should I pray more? Yes. Should I read the Bible more? Yes. Should I fast more? Definitely, you know, and these are things that I know I should be doing, but do I always do them? No. And sometimes, you know, I can beat myself up so bad that nothing nobody else can say or do to me will affect me because I'm my own worst critic, you know. And thankfully and thank God, I've never been a person. I've tried drugs or, you know, drinking hard liquor. You know, I'm an occasional drinker. But, you know, what is your drug of choice? What is it that you do that you may not be so boisterous about saying that you do, you know? Do you watch porn, you know? Do you masturbate or do you um, lust after other people's spouses or, you know, do you cheat on your taxes or do you um, all types of stuff, uh, uh, still out the stores when you go, do you steal? Do you switch tags on clothes? Do you switch tags on food? You know, it's we all do something. I'm telling you, we all do something, you know, but eventually things go awry and then you get caught up in this web, 
you know, this web of whatever. It could be deceit. It could be the web of lust. It could be the web of financial gain, you know. And when this came to me, you know, what is your drug of choice? The first thing I know some of you all may be thinking like, hmm, drug, like, you know, like marijuana or coke or ecstasy or, you know, crack or, you know, whatever, you know, or alcohol, but anything could be a drug. Anything can be addictive, you know, anything that you don't have any control over and you do repetitively and habitually, it's an addiction. Whether it could be shopping, you know, God knows I love, I love, I love to shop. I love to buy clothes and shoes and cologne and household fragrances and this and that. But that can become an addiction when it's uncontrollable, when you're spending all your money on materialistic stuff. And now you're looking crazy for the next two weeks until you get paid again because now you don't have any money. So now sometimes people result to uh, getting over on people, coming up with schemes or lies or saying that, you know, they were robbed or saying that, you know, somebody uh, broke into their bank account and, you know, they need people help. I've had that happen to me before with um, someone from within the church community. They made up this elaborate lie that um, someone hit their car they didn't have any money to get it fixed and they were soliciting people with this story on Facebook and Instagram and they even showed pictures, which was not their car, but they showed pictures of a uh, a car that looked like it was dented up. And I sent this person $60 of my hard-earned money, my hard-earned money. And they thanked me and everything but they never said that they would pay it back. Not even not even myself even thinking that far. I'm just saying, oh my God. Oh my God. This this, you know, this is awful. You know, how can I help them with me just being a giving person? Not even knowing that I was being sucked in. I was being sucked into this funnel of bull, you know. And when I seen this person, well, let's back this train up. So now the next go round, they contact me within two more weeks. They don't have any bus fare for work. So can I spare $25? Now, see, now my red flag is going up. Now I can, now I smell some um, foulness going on. I smell that bull. So now I said, okay, no, I can't do this. Mm-mm. I can't do this. I, 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 some in my, some, some in my stomach, my shundo, my spirit said, mm-mm, mm-mm, baby. Mm-mm. So now I had to readjust. And I said, well, you know what? I don't have it right now. You know, well, when would you have it? Well, I don't have it right now. I can't let you know that, but I don't have it right now. And when that person became so persistent with trying to get more money from me, I said, no. I said, now, now, you, now you're trying to get over and run the game on me. And now I'm done with you. And so some time went past and I've seen this person in church. And do you know that when they seen me, it was like they seen a ghost and they turned their whole body around where I would only see the back of their neck. And they never, ever made eye contact with me from that point. And I never went towards that person to say anything. I walked straight out the door. 
And I said, never again. But that's just my story. That's just my story. But you have many people out here that have many different stories. You know, being hurt on the job, hurt in the church, you know, hurt at school or whatever the case, hurting your family. You know, whatever the case may be, people misusing and abusing you just because they feel like they can. But that's just one of the many big stories in the big city, you know. But I say those things to say people use those circumstances and, uh, and and make up those stories because it's an addiction because they have to keep lying and they have to keep getting over on people you know and that's not cool that's not cool at all because remember what you put out you surely will get you know but a lot of people now they have turned to so many other vices so many other vices other than seeking the only one who can really help us which is God you know we get so wrapped up with trying to do it ourselves we try try to quit doing things that we have been doing for years ourselves we can't do it I know I can't do it you know when you've operated in, in a way for so long and even if it's an error sometimes we to our own ignorance we don't know but when someone comes and brings it to the forefront of course it's natural to give that person or people some kickback some you know I don't want to hear that but the truth is the truth you know what made you started drinking what made you started drugging what made you started sexing what made you started sexting what made you started lying what made you started to build this wall to keep others out What made you to view everybody as a villain? Who did something to you to cause you so much pain? And when I say these things, I also speak of myself. Because of the uncertainties in life and some of the unfortunate circumstances I've been through with people, um, the consistent rejection or not feeling a part of or not even feeling uh, worthy of to be around certain individuals not knowing that I was the plug not knowing that low key they 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 like things about me or they like the way I conducted myself but they but they tried to flip it to make me feel like I was not worthy of them So I had to learn my own self-worth and stick to myself, stick to what I know. And if nobody wants to be my friend, I have to be okay with that. Now, in certain situations where you know you don't, you have done anything to nobody, you know you don't even know the person who disliked you, that does kind of sting. It, It hurts because you're wondering to yourself, what is it about me? And that's the question I've asked of myself and asked to God. What is it about me that makes people act all types of ignorant towards me? Or am I a mirror to their soul? Am I a mirror to what's really hidden inside of them that they can't be free of? Because when they look at me, I reflect back to them what they're not. Everything that they're not. So I had to understand, 
I had to understand that we all are fighting silent battles. Some, some more silent than others. Some are, are, are fighting these mental battles, spiritual battles, you know, psychological battles, physical battles. But they got all this thing, all these spirits around them, all this turmoil and, you know, unrest around them because it's some unresolved issues, unresolved trauma, unresolved whatever that has, you know, transpired in their lives. And I just refuse to not live the best life I can possibly live. You know, do I get down sometimes? Yes. Do I feel lowly sometimes? Yes. Do I feel like nobody loves me at times? Yes. Because sometimes when you don't have the physical evidence of a person saying or doing or acting out of love towards you, you're like, man, I feel like I'm all by myself. I feel like I'm all alone. But again... What is your drug of choice? Because a lot of people are self-medicating with all of these different types of drugs, whether it's street or prescription pills, alcohol, sex, um, self-mutilation. People cut themselves, piercing themselves, causing pain because they're internally in pain. They're sitting in that witch's brewing pot of toxicity. So now they start doing things to themselves, physical harm, spiritual harm, because they're in so much pain and they just want it all to end. Then you think about the people who's attempted to commit suicide, you know? You know, all of these things that we don't have no idea what we're going through because we're too afraid to talk about it or we're too afraid that we're going to be judged. But you have to throw judgment at the back door. Throw judgment out the door, out the window. Talk about it. Speak up. Go seek counseling. Because all we would do is keep continuously falling back into addiction. Falling back into continual sin. Keep falling back into our old ways. Because we're not seeking God or we're not seeking the higher power or you're not seeking whom you serve, you know, to find that 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 place, that place of peace, that place of stillness, that place of joy, that place of complete healing because I want to be whole before I leave, but I also want to live a whole life. I want to be able to travel the world, eat the finest of foods, make make quality friends. I don't care if it's nothing but five people until the day I, they throw the dirt on me. Until they throw the dirt on me. I don't need a whole lot of people. I've never been a person that's been big on a whole lot of people around me. But just give me a few good quality people. I'll take quality over quantity. I will take quality over quantity. But again, what are you addicted to? Are you addicted to gossiping? Are you addicted to looking at somebody else's window? Sister so-and-so and brother Blojo and sister Flapjack. Uh, what they doing over there in their house or what their kids, their grandkids doing over there. Oh, yeah, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so. Yeah, you know, she's a carpet eater. Yeah, so-and-so. Uh, yeah, you know, he touches toes. Ooh-wee. 
you know, all those stupid, frivolous things. But what you don't understand is you're calling those spirits to your house as well. When you talk so negatively and ill about other people's conditions, you're you're drawing it into your house, too. Because the more negative you talk about it, the more God say, OK, hmm, OK. So now you're going to talk about them over there, but now what you going to do about it when it comes into your house, when it's on your front door, your back porch, under your rug, in that secret closet? What you going to do about it now since it's in your face? You know, you talked about those crackheads over there. You talked about her being a lesbian. You talked about him being gay. You talking about those people over there doing this and them over there doing that. But... Are you being self-righteous? Are you thinking that everything you do is right? Every thought you think is right? Because I bet you nine times out of ten, you have thought some things that wasn't of Christ. You have thought some things or did some things. Good evening, everybody. We all have thought and did some things that were like, "Mm -mm, no, that ain't right. You know, that ain't right. But again, we must seek peace. We must seek peace, absolute peace in these times that we're living in and not turning to things that would destroy us in the long term. Not seeking out things that will harm us physically and spiritually in the long run. You know, we just, we have to seek God, you know, and that's where I'm at now, you know. I want to be at a place of complete peace and solace and restoration and all of those good things, you know. I always look for quality people, but I have, oh, I have come across so many BSing people in my life. Oh, it's like, Lord, where is the quality people? Where is the people that's me for me? Where is my, where is my good people? You know, the people I can pull in close, but you know, this, this keeps me broken. You know, this keeps me so broken and and, and 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 laid out before God asking him, help me, keep me, you know, close to you. Keep me where I won't go astray because there's many different things that can make you just say, forget it, forget it, forget the church, forget going, you know, just forget it. Just forget it, you know, tired, tired of going through the same stuff, place after place, work after work, church after church. You know, you get tired of all of that. So again, what is your addiction? Because we all have something. We all have something or some things because some of us have multiple issues, multiple addictions, you know. So again, we must be each other's support. We must be each other's backbone in these times. We must come together. Let's love on each other. Let's speak life into each other. Let's leave all the foolishness behind. Because there's a bigger plan for all of us. So let's tap into that. There's a bigger plan, bigger than you and I that's listening to this podcast. There's a bigger plan, far more than we can see, far more than we can know. So let's come together, people. Let's come together and crush all of these things that's dividing us, especially as black people. 
or people of color, let's stop with the distractions. Let's stop with the segregation. Let's stop with the addictions. Let's stop with the you do this, I do that, I don't do this, you don't do that. Let's stop with all of that and let's come together. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we all will leave here one day from this earth. So let's leave behind some great things for people to say. Let's leave behind some great things for people to see the works that of our lives is not in vain. Let's leave behind something good. So people will always say, hmm, I remember her, or I remember him, or I remember when. Oh, they were such a lovely person, or this or that. Oh, it warms my heart to think how this person will be able to touch generations of people after they've left this earth. So let's heal up, people. We must heal up. Heal up. So we can stay up.